Welcome back to the It's Just Boar podcast, League of Our Own. I'm Joanna Reardon. I'm Neve Tallon. Today we have Mona McSharry with us. Um, first off, congratulations on Olympic qualification. How thrilled were you when you hit that time? Uh, thank you for having me. And uh, I was so thrilled over the moon. Like that's my, that's been my dream, my ultimate goal, you know, for the last, I want to say at least over four years. So, you know, to finally reach it is amazing. Yeah, it was even incredibly exciting, um, like being there and like seeing you like in that moment. Like, I mean, were you like actually like surprised that you did it? Or was it one of those things where you worked so hard, you had such a ridiculous belief in you. You were like, if I actually don't do this in this time trial, I will drown someone. It it was weird because I had imagined it so much in my head, like over the last, I guess the fact that we had come so close to swimming the trials in 2020, I had already prepared myself so much for like how it was going to feel to swim the time and then even doing it before then that when it happened I was kind of just like oh like this happened but there definitely was like one part of my head like being like it's okay if we don't make it it's fine so I was a little bit shocked when I did it because like that was my first PB in I think three years so it was a little bit shocking but I knew deep down I could do it so a bit of both (laughs) a matter of when um, yeah, in, exactly. In terms of um, obviously the games are like coming hard and fast now, uh, and you're talking about like a bit of thought around it last year, and now it's like getting back into it this year. So, what is the overall goal now that you've uh, you've obviously swam in that 106 region uh, a couple of times now as well? Um, for me, the big goal for the 2020 now 2021 Olympics was to qualify and then just see what happens after that I think everything after that's going to be a bonus so for me I'm really just taking it um, one step at a time and you know one round at a time so I'm going to go into the heats and yeah like you said the 106s are coming a lot more fluently now which is really nice and it is exciting so I'm I'm just ready to you know give it my all and, and see what happens you know I'm at this point I'll take whatever comes um so it's it's really exciting does it kind of like kind of progress kind of year on year? Like kind of last year it was like postponed and then you said you're hitting like the 106s. So like in your head, like last year, would you be like, oh, it's just great to be there. Thanks very much. You know, and as you said, like now obviously you're hitting a lot more 106s. So is there a little bit more like in your head where you're like, Jesus, actually I could progress like quite far, you know, if like the 106s and other times kind of keep coming through and I keep hitting and, and moving further down the line? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think swimming at Europeans and being able to do the full three rounds and making it to the final at a senior meet. Um, you know, there's a lot of top competition in Europe and those will be the same ladies that I'm racing against plus more at the Olympics. So it is, it is really exciting to think about that. And of course I'll be, I'll be shooting for a semifinal, which I think is, um, is very much within my, um, within what I think I can do. Um, and yeah, it is exciting to think about that to, you know, not only, race at the olympics but you know maybe make it out of the heats into a semi and then yeah see what happens after that maybe make a final um but yeah it's it's all very exciting yeah definitely we're all uh, i think everyone's been so excited for the tokyo olympics for so long at this stage um obviously like you have moved over to the states like you've started in tennessee and i know you mentioned in your post chat with Johan after you qualified um about the switch to yards like from meters um that it almost like took away the kind of the constant thought about like where you're swimming like what the times are because 
you have to do a lot of sums in your head to to do those conversion times tell us a little bit about that yeah you know I think the best a lot of people ask me like is it because of America that you know I I swam the time and um, of course, the year over there has been amazing, but there was a lot of work that went on before that. But I think, you know, the best thing about going to America was that like switch in concentration. I was no longer just training for the Olympics, which was something I had pretty much done for the three previous years. It was always the Olympics, whereas now I had a new set of goals, uh, which was swim as fast as I can for a team. And, you know, all the people I was surrounded by, yes, they knew what my outside targets were and they helped me work on those as well. But for the most part, no one really else was going for that. And it wasn't something that was spoken about all the time. And I think that that really helped me because, you know, I got to train and race and compete, but in another arena, basically Mm -hmm. in yards. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't swim, let's say like, Uh, a race and be like comparing it to my meters races because you can't do that so it was really nice to on one end be training for the olympics without being training for the olympics which was really i think it it really helped me yeah is it kind of like one of those things where you know your end goal is of the the olympics but it's kind of like you're at a you have to get to z but you kind of don't have b c and d like is that kind of what tennessee kind of helps you to do to like plan the little bits in the middle that would eventually like make you get to the olympics yeah, I think it it definitely gave me more to fill in the middle with, which was really nice. Um, rather than yeah, just jumping straight from the start to the end and only having that one target, I you know mm-hmm. went to a load of different things in between, which which was really nice. And you know, I think mentally, like at the end of the day, your body is going to achieve what your mind wants it to. Um, and I think I struggled for a long time just doubting myself. Um, and that almost really made it harder for me to swim fast because I was going into races already waiting for a bad time and so I think like being able to just take that out of it and the stress of that and just racing like the best thing about yards is I'd never raced yards so when I swam Mm -hmm. and I got a time it was like okay that's a time (laughs) because I don't have any other times so it was really nice to just race again and compete and and not be looking at the time I guess in terms of like the competitions like it looks like it's loads of fun over there and like there's lots of racing going on it's a pretty big squad which you know I guess collegiate swimming over there depending like obviously you're in a college that that there's emphasis on swimming you know and where like Irish swimming you know at the age that you're at there's actually not that many people swimming at like 18 19 20 years old so how has that been because like you're kind of you're swimming a a group of your peers so like it must be fun because you're all in the same kind of situation and that kind of thing yeah no it is it's I couldn't imagine being anywhere else at the moment I think it would have been really hard um I did a year of just training by myself and you know I've always pretty much swam by myself um the last couple of years anyway um so to kind of change from that and be with a huge group of women that are all the same age as me and we're all going to college together and we all have like regular problems but we're also all really committed to swimming is really nice Um, And I think, yeah, you know, you said it yourself, there's not that many of them in Ireland and we're all so spread out that it's hard to come together all the time. And I think, you know, it's great that that I do have that motivation um, in training every day. And yeah, like the competitions are just a lot of fun. And even outside of those competitions, we do so much in training that's fun, like competing all the time. And, you know, we we have such a big team that we can do that. um, And it's, it's really nice. I'm really enjoying it. 
not to go like full like movie like coach carter like on your and thing like that but like is it like as like student first athlete second or like what's it like over in tennessee like what are like the like what's it like i suppose what i'm asking is what's it like to be a student athlete over in tennessee and someone who's like living the scholarship dream like <laughs> yeah it's they definitely put an emphasis on school um which i like because i think if they didn't i probably would just drift away from school because i don't really know what i want to do college wise yet i'm more there for the swimming side of things so it's good that they're pushing me in that direction um us as a swim team the women's swim team hold, hold ourselves to a really high standard um gpa wise uh, it gets put together at the end of the year so everyone does their part to make sure that the team GPA is good and I think like that's really good and there definitely is you know I haven't heard of it because we all work really hard but there is um situations where if you're not doing good in school you won't be allowed to swim um and I think that's good so it, it is a little bit like that but um I haven't witnessed it because we're all so committed <laughs> to wanting to swim and I guess doing well in school so it, it works out well <laughs> Tell us a bit about like the competitions and stuff over there because like I know there's so many intercollegiate like I don't know whether it's leagues or like different meets and stuff like I know there's Big Ten and Big 12 and like depending on what sport you're in like there's there's so much going on um what's that like because there's obviously loads of talented swimmers across uh, all the United States colleges like and to then come in like compete against each other must be really cool yeah no it is um we're in the sec conference so we compete there um that'll be like big tens and all that but that's our conference and then we go ncaa's at the end of the year and i i experienced them within a covid year so i feel like getting to experience them next year is going to be completely different again but it is just insane how team orientated they are and you do everything for the team um, and you race for the team. And it, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's very much um, a collective uh, group and that's the same with all college teams. I feel like you see over there and it's, mm -hmm. it's really enjoyable because, you know, you have these little rivalries with other colleges too, and you kind of just, you, you step into a team, you kind of get those and that, that just happens. And I think that's all part of college racing, but it's, it's just amazing. Like the atmosphere when you're, competing um and you have all these women like cheering for you and then you get out of the pool and you know there's someone else ready to give you a high five right beside you it's it's really enjoyable it is i think it's it kind of takes me back to when i was like 11 or 12 and i used to do um it's called the southwest minor league but it, it was basically like a little competition that we used to do between four or five swim clubs here in the um around like Sligo Ballyshannon area and it was just a lot of fun because it was very points based like you didn't win medals you just won points for your team um and it just kind of takes me back to that and it's just so much fun because it's different than like racing for yourself and just racing mm -hmm. to win who are who are your rivals in like Tennessee? Like I know, obviously, like in football, you've got like Bruins and Trojans. You know, you've got like Ohio State, like and all this kind of stuff. So, like, who are Tennessee's like swim rivals? Like, who walks in and you're like those gals over there? <laughs> um, one of our like top rivals would be um, Florida University of Florida, and um, so they're like when we see them, we're like, oh, we're gonna be, and we sadly because of COVID. Uh, we didn't get to compete against them in a dual meet last year. So I'm excited to to get to just compete against them like one-on-one -on because -one, we have, we did see them at SEC and we've seen them at NCAAs, but it, I think it's more enjoyable when it's one-on-one -on -one because 
you have more of a clear winner and loser you know someone goes <laughs> away and I just it would be a lot of fun to, to do that so hopefully uh, we can travel to them or they can travel to us uh, for the next season and we can do that this is really random but like how many pools are in Tennessee this is a super random question <laughs> I have no idea but um there that means in, more than one <laughs> yeah <laughs> there with on our campus we have the 50 meter uh training pool which can split into two um yeah, yard yeah, yeah. Pools. and then we have a 25 yard diving well in that facility and then just across the street there's another 50 meter pool and that's like the the college pool so we don't really train there unless there's work okay. going on in our one and then we also have an outdoor 50 meter pool another few steps away so <laughs> those are our pools <laughs> yeah no it's nuts because like I know Joanne mentioned Ohio State and I've seen their pools like at the size of that campus <laughs> is absolutely enormous and like um I kind of was went on a little tour we'll say around there and it, it's funny because it actually like the feel of the campus was very much like a UCD like the sports center it was kind of like similar but then the amount of swimming pools I had I was like whoa <laughs> like the money they have to just put into that like when you think like yeah. there's three fifty pools within like literally a stone throw of each other crazy. and then in Ireland we only have about four or five fifty meter pools all together totally so, like, <laughs> yeah yeah did you do like uh did you swim in every pool along the way like in ohio no (laughs) (laughs) no i had um my second cousin actually goes to college there and she's uh doing a bit of swimming there and she was like oh do you want to like she was bringing me rain so she's shown it to me at like the first team we're training at that time and um then she's like oh and if you just like come over here there's like two pills in like one place and she's like if you come over here you can like come see another one and she's like oh and across campus there's another one and I was like okay mm-hmm. I was like there's a lot of swim pools here <laughs> but um it's pretty you know it is like some of the colleges over there like the the facilities are are unbelievable um not that you know in some of the colleges and universities here like depending on the sport you're in or whatever college it might be like there's, there's lots of good stuff here as well um Ellen is going to be joining you next year. So what's that going to be like? You're going to help get her settled in. Yeah, no, it's, it's exciting. Um, I think it's just crazy that I remember when she told me and I was like, there's so many colleges in America and like <laughs> you're coming to this one. Like that's insane. But um, I think it's going to be great. I've, I haven't really chatted to her much until I seen her at trials and then we went to Europeans together and had, you know, a chance to chat a little bit more about it. And, you know, she's really excited and I'm kind of excited to, you know, have someone coming in in the next class that I already know. So I think, I think that'll be really great. And I guess it's good for her that I'm there too. Um, so I can like give her some hints and tips, I guess, as well, uh, which is, which is just great. What's the like recruitment kind of like process, you know, like for, for ye, you know, like I know, I think we've all seen like, I don't know, last chance you like and all that kind of stuff on Netflix or like you know we all have an idea what it's like with basketball and football like how do you get recruited to the likes of Tennessee like not to sound too dumb (laughs) no uh, well for me it was um after world juniors in 2017 when I won the 100 Mm -hmm. breaststroke there was a lot of different like college people there um and I got a lot of offers after that in the coming months from different colleges um, that were offering scholarships and whatnot. And, you know, did I want to talk and everything? And then I guess from there, I was still quite young. I was only 17 and kind of just parked it for a while. I knew it was something I wanted to do, but just was like, I'll look at it later. 
Um, and then when I finally decided, I kind of like gathered everything and started contacting a couple of places. And then for me, you're allowed, I think, five official visits to different colleges. Um, and uh, that's like 48 hours paid for once you land on campus and they like walk you around. So I did two official trips um, and then just decided the Tennessee was for me. And yeah, I did a lot of paperwork after that, basically, so I could get out there. But it was it was easy enough. Like, um you just kind of have to, I guess, be willing to take a few phone calls and chat and stuff, um, which they're willing to do as well, which is really nice. Um, and they like show you around campus and stuff. It is, it is, it's crazy how much energy and like effort they put into recruiting athletes too, which I guess is good. Um, so yeah. Uh, sorry about the dog. I, I have no idea what she saw. I can't <laughs> out the window and I'm like, there's nothing there. <laughs> um, Oh no, I had a question, but now it's gone out of my head. We're talking about the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was about the college. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) in terms of like making a decision to go over to the States, like I'm obviously we have had say like track athletes have gone abroad like Villanova we've had lots of Irish people go there obviously Fiona Doyle went to Canada and so we have had a few people that have gone across the states or Canada but were you like nervous about going over or you were pretty sure that was something you wanted to do because it's not in Europe Uh, it's like the UK is obviously closer it's not quite Australia but it still is like I mean Tennessee is it's a good few hours away you know yeah um I think it's always been on the agenda for me I love to travel um and I have my whole life so I think moving away from home in that aspect never really like I knew it was going to be tough but at the same time I was too excited to get like worked up about it so it has always been something that I wanted to do and I think around that when I started to get offers I kind of thought about it more seriously and my coach um my old coach Grace Mead she her sisters live in America and I guess she kind of push the idea too um that you know it would be a good idea and now that I've made the decision I guess um I'm glad I did but it didn't really hit me in a negative way until the morning I was leaving for America and you know realized that you know I had to say goodbye to my family and everything and that's that's probably the only moment where it, it really like I on I honestly considered being like maybe I don't want to go like I want to stay here um but apart from that one moment even like since I've been over there there hasn't been a time where I've been like oh I I wish I was at home um Mm -hmm. so it's you know I think that's just the person I am though as well I I don't mind traveling and I guess swimming's Mm -hmm. helped with that too because I have done a lot of travel so Tennessee is quite similar to Sligo anyway so tis grand out (laughs) oh yeah it's the same it's all the same (laughs) But it is like, I mean, in terms of some of the places that you can go in the States, like they can be so different to home. Like um, there's a, a girl that I know went to uh, play basketball in Texas and she said like the college she was in was totally different to home. Like sometimes like East or West Coast can be a bit more comparable to maybe like Europe and like the like views that we have or like what we're used to a little bit but then sometimes you go to like like Amy um I can't remember where she went to college but she said it was quite different to uh like I guess people's culture here she was like where I, I can't remember she might have been Texas as well but she said that it, it's like it takes a bit of getting used to sometimes so um you know Tennessee is different to to Ireland yeah, like. yeah I think the the culture is definitely different to hear just even like food is different 
different um the way people <laughs> act is different and I get like that that is strange but you do get used to it like and yeah. I picked I picked Tennessee okay it's, it's nowhere near the sea which is a tragedy but like there is uh, we're kind of planted right beside the Great Smoky Mountains which is um like a lovely place to do hiking and stuff so I have a little bit of nature beside me which is nice I don't think I could survive in a like full-on city setting mm-hmm. um and I think that like helped my decision because I wanted to be somewhere that wasn't too populated now it's still a lot more populated than home home um, but <laughs> it there definitely is going to be some getting used to um when you travel anywhere I guess yeah. and I had to do that but like the team helped me with that so it was great yeah. I was gonna ask about the food because that can be a shock to the system sometimes um like the supermarkets can be a bit daunting. Fried chicken <laughs> is what I'm thinking the here. The super because yeah. all the brands, all the brands over there are like totally different. So if you are doing your own shopping, you go into supermarket, you're like, right, which ones? Because like obviously you hear everything about the like food in the states, like how it can be quite different, like the regulations and everything, and you're like, hmm, what's in that? <laughs> it's the yeah. cereals for me. I know it was. Yeah, it's they have so much more options but they're not necessarily healthier and I I do like to eat on the healthy side um I think the first time I went to the shop I spent so much time just wandering around the aisles (laughs) trying to find everything I needed uh they do sell Kerrygold butter I'm probably paying an arm and a leg for it (laughs) normal butter but I buy it (laughs) and what else did I oh Jacob's cream crackers I love eating those and I found a store in America that sells them (laughs) it's in the like (laughs) uh, international section (laughs) I go there and clean it out (laughs) she has her crackers and her butter and she's sorted this is like as as exciting as when I lived in England and I went like my friend lives in Bradford and I was like oh I'll go to visit her and she was like did you know we have a Dunn's here in Bradford and I was like sign me up like why didn't you ever tell me this (laughs) yeah yeah uh, it's all it's all the adjusting um talk just a little bit about like body image and swimming and that kind of thing um you know we're trying to encourage young girls to stay in sport whatever sport it might be um, and obviously like you know the sport like swimming sometimes there can be like I guess people experiencing like self-consciousness from you know if they start swimming like they're six and seven they probably haven't got care in the world and then by the time you're 12 13 you might have a little you'd be a bit a little bit more um thinking about what you look like or aware of other people around you when realistically we know most people aren't actually looking at you so um, if anyone's listening to it they're probably not looking at you don't worry but what would your kind of advice be I think you know I have to remember I can't remember who told me it before but it's something that's stuck in my head that like you know this is I guess my machine if if I like or like my tool uh, my body is my tool and it's you know what I use to to go fast and you know do what I want to do and you know there are definitely times when I struggle um you know I have broad shoulders I'm quite lean and muscular and you know there's definitely times where I wish that you know I'd love to slim down a little bit just so I don't look so muscular and I think you know I, but everyone struggles with different things um whether you know you're super athletic or whatever body shape that you're I don't think anyone's ever going to be fully happy with their body um and I think that's something that I struggle with but at the same time I do have to think about you know if if I do go leaner am I going to go as fast no I'm not um and you know I have to just decide that like this is this is what I need um and uh 
that's the bigger picture but it definitely it definitely is difficult and I think you know I do I do struggle with it like everyone else does um and that is hard but at the same time you know yeah my body has a job to do and you know I'm gonna fuel it right and I'm gonna train and I'm definitely not gonna stop anything just so I can look a little bit different or whatever way I want to look um because I don't think you know even if I did slim down I'd probably be upset then that I lost my muscle um so I don't think there's a perfect um, that's what Matt said yeah (laughs) Beth literally like we were talking to Beth a few weeks ago and she was like oh yeah like and said the same thing about her shoulders she was like you know I I thought this when I was swimming and then she was like and then since I've stopped uh, she was like and now I'm like whoa where's the definition in my shoulders so she was like on either side of it like like you're saying people have different like concerns or worries and like what you're saying like it is your machine and, and we've had athletes tell us that before um and I guess what we're trying to like encourage girls that are involved in sport to do is like enjoy your sport and and you know don't be compromising um you know your performance just to feel like you need to look like a certain way or that you should because like um like you're saying if you do look that way you still might not be happy and it's like you get so much out of sport and like so much enjoyment from things um and it's really like it's really important like there has to be like like we kind of talk about social media and stuff a bit sometimes on how like people see different things on social media or magazines or whatever it might be. And like, we know on social media, like there's so many people that are altering what they look like and everything. And it's not even true. It's like most of it's a myth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, you know, even nowadays, like people saying that, like, you know, when you stand a certain way and you look better and then you like, or, you know, you're sucking in your tummy, like nothing is like real. And like Mm -hmm. for that one second photo, it's just not like you got to live your life as well. And that's, you know, I, I got very worked up even on the other side of it, like food and sugar intake and all that. I do like to eat healthy, but that's because I enjoy eating healthy and I feel good when I eat healthy, but I also like to treat myself. And there was definitely a period in my life where I thought that, um, you know, I, I had to really be very strict with myself on the amount of sugar I was taking in because it would affect my body negatively. And that was making me a little bit upset too, because I wasn't treating myself. And I think, you know, you need to do that. It's not, you know, everything in moderation, of course, but like I've taken a step back from that aspect of looking at it too, and allowing myself, you know, a biscuit with a cup of tea or, you know, a snack in the evening, and I'm not going to feel guilty about it because I deserve it. Um, and, you know, it's it's not going to make a huge difference at the end of the mm-hmm. day either. And I think, you know, you, you really have to just um, be nicer to your body um, and just be happy and, and enjoy life because you're only going to get one chance at it. There's no need to, like, be worried about how you look or how other people are going to look at you because, you know, at the end of the day, just live life. <laughs> have that biscuit with the tea is Mona's advice. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And, like, it's so important to be eating enough as well, like, obviously sleep and hydration and stuff. But, like, in terms of, like, fueling, and, and especially as a teenager, like, you're growing. And if, if you're doing a sport like swimming or, or whatever it might be, like, there's a huge volume of training there to be fueling. So I know it can get it can get tiring. Like, sometimes you, you feel like uh, you're training so much, you have to eat so much. Like, it can be, like, almost tiring. But, like, you do need to get that in because it mm-hmm. can, kind of, can kind of become a vicious circle if you don't fuel yourself enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, 
food is well i love food so and if you're if you're eating the right things you know it's it can only be good for your body and like i just i enjoy cooking and like making the good food so that's definitely something that like is not hard for me but i'm blessed as well because my mom is a great chef and she's taught me all of her best dishes so that's great too <laughs> what's a what's a what's a mcsherry like specialty like what's like i'm coming to your house tomorrow what am i getting cheese <laughs> um, invite yourself over <laughs> i may as well a homemade lasagna with mm, homemade nice. pasta sheets and all or oh. any type of homemade pasta honestly my mom makes pasta which is just great with anything <laughs> that's that's wild like that's i literally sat with a happy pair while they made pasta and i was like uh-huh. fair, play, fair play to you but the store-bought stuff will do me for now <laughs> <laughs> um obviously like some of the other things that girls worry about like well actually first i want to ask you in terms of the training that you're doing now and that you've been doing for the past few years um have you like ever like monitored your menstrual cycle or adjusted your training to kind of work with your menstrual cycle? Because you know there's kind of different periods sometimes where you can uh, really kind of capitalize on, say, weight training or something like that. Have have you gotten down into like the fine art of of some of that science, or um, you don't overthink it and just just keep going for it? Yeah, I haven't really, but that's more because um, my cycle is very irregular so it would be very hard to to like make a like a set plan because like you wouldn't be able to make a plan it would almost (laughs) be like waiting to see um so I think that's we haven't really I never really focused on it that much because Mm -hmm. of that um but we definitely on the other side like especially me and my old coach had a really good relationship that you know like she she would know like I'd tell her and you know I was blessed that I could do that now um and then you know if I ever felt fatigued we'd maybe ease up a little bit one day and then we can you know put it in later in the week when I know I'm going to be stronger and more able because there's no point in you know beating your body down when it's already you know doing so much um but in general I never really looked into it too closely but yeah that's because mine's just extremely Mm -hmm. irregular yeah there's loads of like there's loads of science like starting to kind of come from the forefront and it is a difficult thing like you're saying not everybody's regular or um it may not suit necessarily the sport or the program like it's if you have like a team of athletes like it's a tough thing to do and like we've seen it done yeah. in football in the states but it typically is professional teams but I imagine over the next couple of years, um, I guess in terms of the US I was just wondering how they kind of explored that but um I think we'll see it come to the fore a little bit more over the next few years but again it's like it's something that's interesting but like people don't need to like worry about like don't overthink it either it's it's interesting to see like that people are using it but um you have to just kind of keep going with stuff as well um interesting yeah I'd love to like know more about it but um yeah in terms of like then going back to like young girls and like obviously like that those body changes and stuff like when you were younger and like swimming and first got your period like do you remember that what was that experience like I was older as in like I got it I think like 14 or 15 so I was like late getting it too but I definitely remember like the first couple of times and you know and like having to use tampons and stuff like straight off the bat because like I can't exactly like go with a pad into the pool there's no other option so, like, 
no <laughs> so that I guess is a little bit strange um you know to like straight away go into that because I feel like um but I think the fact that I was also a little bit older made it easier mm-hmm. too um and it it was weird and it's it's an annoying it it was annoying to think about and have to like worry about that I guess as well especially because back then I still would have been training you know in the setting um and you know there's it's definitely on your mind and you're like oh my god like am I bleeding right now on the like pull deck we never know but like um I think you just kind of have to like get through the first couple of times and then it gets easier and easier um, and now it's like something that just happens and it's like uh it, it's a little bit annoying um but you know I just get through it I am blessed I will say I am blessed though like I don't have a lot of symptoms um and it's irregular so I'd don't get it exactly every um time which is I guess nice so I'm one of the luckier ones but I do know people that have more problems and I feel for them and I know it's it it can be really challenging especially you know when you know you have a job to do and you have training to do and you just don't feel like doing it or you're you know you're in so much pain that you just like can't um but yeah no it it definitely was uh, a bit weird and it took a bit of time to get used to for sure but Mm -hmm. didn't stop me um still going so it's good (laughs) yeah now I think definitely people like are can be worried about it and like it's totally normal and I think like for you know girls that are starting to get their period or worried about maybe getting their periods like everybody else has gone through it and like any of the girls that like are around your age or maybe a little bit older like maybe talk to them or like ask them for your advice like it doesn't need to be like an awkward taboo topic um I guess like in terms of like especially because yours is irregular like what would your advice be because um you know you need to be prepared I think that's one of the things that we've like talked about like you need to like have everything in your bag just in case like be ready to rock yeah I I guess I think like that's the go on no you go (laughs) go ahead (laughs) no just in terms of swimming like you actually mentioned like it's poolside actually that you were worried about because when you're in the water, it's not a problem. Like, I think people have this illusion that, like, you're going to be swimming up and down and if, like, you need to change your tampon or something, so, like, that there's, like, going to be this trail of blood behind you and, like, let's be realistic. Like, it doesn't happen. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone's no. like, no, I could not go swimming. <laughs> but, like, I think what people don't realise is unless you're out of the water, you're not going to notice. So if if you do, like, leak or whatever, it's not going – no one is going to know in the water, which I think is actually something that people no. don't realise yeah no definitely I I've never had like an incident like that um where anything like that's happened uh, and you don't you don't see it in the water and even like normally you you'll know and like yourself um like if you've seen it like dripping down your leg or something and you can Mm -hmm. go before anyone ever notices no one takes that stuff in people are just like extremely worried themselves I think and they'll notice and think that everyone else that's not the case but yeah I think the most important thing is to just be prepared and also you know if you're not prepared don't stress about it because like especially if you're training in a club you've got you know 10 15 other women there that are more than happy to help you out and yeah you know like that if if you're stressed go to someone and talk to them about it it doesn't have to be this big like taboo conversation you know everyone deals with it um and it's it's not a secret and it doesn't have to be I think you know it should definitely be spoken about more and uh, I think that's great and you know yeah just be more comfortable about it um because you know you can't stop it from happening and there's no need to hide it it happens uh, and it happens to everyone yeah 
No, that's definitely why we're trying to talk about it more is like, you know, I think people are going to leave sport for different reasons anyway. But if some of the reasons are something like, you know, whether it be period or body image or like sometimes people talk about like shaving, like, you know, whether it's your legs under your arms, whatever it is. And like people do like particularly in like, I think early teenage years, like people do like freak out about that kind of stuff a lot. And it's something that I think once you get to a certain age, you're kind of like, mm, okay, like I've learned to deal with it. But they t- they're the people that have obviously like made it through. So there surely has to be like 10 or 15% of people that if someone just kind of helped them along the way or people were a bit more open or supportive, that we'd actually have a bigger volume of people participating in sport because they felt comfortable. And like realistically in terms of like periods and stuff, like half the world gets them. <laughs> so like we just need, like the boys need to like, you know, be open about it as well and be like, oh, okay. Like everyone just needs to kind of understand that like that's what happens. It's a totally normal thing. Um, and like not be worried. But look, these things happen. Like people are going to leak. Um, it does happen. Like you're talking about, like if, if there's a little bit of blood, bit of blood in your head, like just like off your way to the bathroom, just own it. I like, I don't know. I am speaking from experience, John. Okay. I just, have, I just have like an image of like me of like strutting around. Like, I mean, no, okay, okay. Like that. that's just my image that I have in my head. <laughs> okay. I'll officially share a story. Okay. So I'd say I was like 13. And I did swim and it did happen to me. And I remember like one of the older girls, like or somebody noticed or something, one of the older girls noticed and it happened to her when she was like 15. But when it happened to her, some other girl drew attention to her and like, instead of just like walking out with her or like telling her. So when it happened to me, that girl was like, okay. She's like, come on, we're going to the bathroom. I was like, okay. I'm like, where I used to swim? Like we used to have to walk in front of, like I used to be out of the pool, you should walk in front of all the parents down to the bathroom, like the door to get out was not like close so like people do worry about that but like happened and I was like okay well we're just gonna I don't know it might have been like the third or fourth time that I had it and like that was it I'm like I mean I'm here now this is going to be published on a YouTube channel so clearly I'm you know and like it is it happened to my sister at a different point like it happens to lots of people and if there's just people in that environment no matter what sport it is because I know we've talked about like football or like whatever it is like stuff like gymnastics ballet like that's similar to something you are in the same type like athletics as well um Mm -hmm. but then you're talking about all the different sports that have shorts and are white like these things happen so rather than people like freaking out about it they actually just need to have an environment where people are like supportive of each other you don't have the athletes freaking out you don't have the coaches freaking out you just have everyone like yeah it's totally normal because like realistically it is so if anybody's worried yeah it might happen it's going to be okay. You can tell somebody it's a cut in your leg because it happened to me then when I was older. And I was like, oh, I must have a cut in my leg. And I was like, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be back in a minute. And I'm like, it's, like, you're going to get over it. So now everybody knows my big secret, okay? <laughs> my big secret. <laughs> well, me and Orla did an episode of, like, of the period panel and talked about swimming. I didn't actually tell that in the episode, but now everybody knows, okay? Um... It's a safe space, guys. It's a safe space. That's all I can but say. But it's, it's safe because it's just three of us talking now. This is going to be published soon and everybody it's, will know. But I'm totally okay. If anyone wants to talk, send me a message. Three of us for the time being. <laughs> um, let's talk about Ireland's fittest family, okay? How was that? It looked yes. like so much fun. It was. It was 
a lot of fun. Like it's basically obstacle courses for adults, which is what I felt <laughs> like I was doing. And there was a bit of competition in there. Why not? Oh, and, <laughs> like, a, no, and a win was... at the end. Yeah, casually, <laughs> just casually. Anyway, anyway, we do it. We have to win. <laughs> no, it was it was really good fun. We kind of we kind of just entered it because. Um, well, I had glandular fever earlier that year, so I didn't have um, anywhere to go that summer. So it was like, right, perfect. This will be the one summer that I actually don't have to like travel for competition. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of just like entered, didn't really expect to like, well, probably didn't think about like making the final or anything. And we just were moving through the rounds, like whatever about it. Um, and then, yeah, just made it to the final. And it's it was so like stomach turning like butterflies in your stomach like it's funny because when you think back now like it was just it's just a race like and it was you know it wasn't like yeah it was for Ireland's first family but like it was just it was a lot of fun but like in the moment it was nerve-wracking I remember my dad talking to me about it afterwards and he was like I don't know how you do that all the time Mona like standing <laughs> on, on the blocks like ready to race it was horrible I don't like it <laughs> <laughs> so it's like funny to like hear other people talk because like that is kind of like my job I guess like swimming's my job and like getting those nerves and like racing and competing that's what I do like on a regular basis but like yeah it was it was good fun to do Ireland it was like a different type of competition and I got to do it with my family so mm-hmm. it was good you literally lived like my family's dream of doing it like I swear <laughs> to god it's like the annual discussion in our house of like who would go who's being nominated and that kind of stuff so like what were like the like worst races what were like the best races what did you find tough because I remember like there was one bit there was like a tiny bit of a swim and like my mom like she's not really into like you know like other sports that don't have a ball and I was like oh yeah Shermone is like a swimmer she was like what but I was like yeah so like in her head she was like the family you were competing with and she was like oh my god like could you imagine if you were like training your heart off and like you know next thing this swimmer pops up out of nowhere and I was like oh my god you actually need to calm down um so like what for you were like the worst races like the best races like what did you find were like you know oh I didn't realize this would be that challenging so basically my parents want to know about the wall that's really it and I'm done with the questions <laughs> um the most challenging one for me was the hanging tough because there's not a lot you can do during that you can't exactly hang harder like it's it's, (laughs) you just hang like it's and that that was stressful because it was kind of out of my control um my favorite was probably uh Helen back when we did like the swimming through the mud and stuff I I would actually love to do like a hell and back course after just experiencing those little bits um I really enjoyed that and then we actually built a, like an 11 foot wall here at the house um and practiced trying to get over it and it was a lot higher than anything we actually came across uh, we only had to get over one wall in the end I think just in the final one um and we had practiced our strategy of like how to get up and basically it's all dependent on my brother Morik because the other way can't get up the wall by ourselves so it was him helping us up and then us just I don't know going on while he tries to jump it himself (laughs) so our strategy for that but no it was we kind of just tried to I guess best prepare as we could which is difficult because we didn't really know what was coming up you know there's walls every year and I guess hanging tough every year but like apart from that it was just about trying to be all around good at 
a lot of different things um but yeah it was it was nice <laughs> you're like Neve, i know you're laughing at like her setting up a wall i kid you not in one of my doorways in our house we have a little like line going across it and my siblings challenge each other to hanging tough every single time <laughs> toughest family is on i'm like there i'm like i just need to go to the bathroom and they're like but it's only been two minutes i can hang on more and i'm like yeah, i know but i really need to pee like it's constant like i swear like it's it's, it's <laughs> I can't believe like we talk to each other every single week and I can't believe that you are telling me that that's a surprise because I thought you would have known me better by now. No, but like I'm just what do you think happened to my face? I'm just like I'm just no, but at least like you're like competitive like athletes. Like all my siblings are over 30 and have children. Like you think they should Yeah, so what? Like you think they should just I mean it's really funny because like, I did my, my dad. I'd be like, <laughs> okay. We did the wall sit, like three of us did the wall sit and oh, was We did that too, yeah. <laughs> and we did um I know we talked about it before, but obviously like everybody's had like a tough time during like lockdown and the team that I'm involved in, um we made up like four teams and we had like a fun challenge and a, a fun challenge and a physical challenge every week. So one of the one of the weeks it was a combined team wall sit, um, and then another week um, there was like one legged squats. There was like all these like different things, but like some of them were from like fitness family, and people were like, "Oh, like how can we?" There was like a lo- the log one that happened this year. They're like, uh, "Does anybody like have a log at home that they could hang off?" And we we're like, mm, "I'm not sure that we're gonna get that one figured out this time." But um, yeah, we do the hang tough one pretty regularly, like when we're down yeah. in the gym. Again, some of the some of us are not so good at it. But um, safe environment, yeah. though. Safe and en- safe environment. No. You're not doing it in the doorway of the bathroom. One of the guys <laughs> did do twenty minutes for the wall sit. I Stop. Think. Yeah, yeah. That's intense. Um, yeah, no. And my sister actually did it for like quite some time because we had to do it over Zoom. So people uh, were doing it on Zoom. <laughs> I uh, like shouting at their teammates they're like you cannot drop <laughs> but um yeah this is how people kept themselves entertained during lockdown I'm telling you but um tell us about like other sports and stuff did you play anything else when you were younger um where was it always just swimming it was kind of always swimming I did a little bit of athletics but that was more so for aerobics stuff for mm-hmm. swimming like with I enjoyed a little bit of running but like it really was just for swimming I kind of regret not doing more when I was younger, just trying other things. Like I, I've always known that swimming is a sport I love, but still like watching other sports and, you know, I guess that's the one thing that maybe I wish I'd tried a couple of more out just when I was younger to, to at least have a little bit of a, an understanding of um, some other sports and have played them when I was younger. Cause I don't really have the time now uh, to start <laughs> entering into other sports. But yeah, no, I was pretty much strictly, a swimmer from the start um and who were you like role models growing up like because it's interesting to ask um different people to see who they kind of looked up to um it's bounced around a lot um like you mentioned Fiona Doyle and even Sharika like I used to look up to them I remember the first time I met Fiona Doyle was at like 
Irish trials maybe in 2014 or something and you know I was sitting in the call room with her and all I remember is her sitting with a hat and gloves on for like heat protocol and like this is before I knew what that even was and I was looking at her like what the hell is she doing we're sitting inside a pool I'm sweating here in my swimsuit um but like I have looked up to her um and then but one that's kind of like stayed consistent throughout and I still look up to now is probably Katie Taylor um I love her I just think like she's class you know she works really hard uh, at what she does and um i i just yeah i just admire her um and that you know there's been a few others but that those are probably like the main ones mm-hmm. interesting that you were obviously exposed to female role models i know two of them for you were in swimming so and it's great that you had swimmers before you that were obviously achieving and um, I know you've a breast, you know, Fiona obviously was swimming breaststroke as well. So it's easy like for you to look at Fiona and be like, I want to be like you. But yeah. you know, it's it it is great when you hear that, you know, some female athletes like are being looked up to because obviously that's what we're trying to do is is give like female athletes like the exposure and that like young girls or boys can look up to them as much as because like lots of times like we get people and they were like, Yeah, when I was younger I didn't really know that many female athletes and that's like it's not right. They should know yeah. the female athletes. So obviously that's no, what we're trying to change. It's very true. Yeah, no, it, and you know, I, I, I can't even think back to like earlier than that. Like my earliest I can think back is probably like when I was 12 and that was another breaststroker swimmer that I knew and watched in the Olympics. Um, and then before that, I haven't even a clue, but yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's great. And I think like getting to travel with my sport and meet people like that um and like when I in 2015 I went to European junior swimming championships but they were mashed together with loads of other sports so Mm -hmm. we actually stayed in the Olympic village and Katie Taylor was there so I got to actually meet her um and that was unbelievable and we actually went to her fight and so that was really nice because I I met her on I guess a more personal level um and it just like showed me like how cool she was you know not only just like watching her on tv or like seeing her but but, like actually got to watch it in person that was that was really nice too and I guess like it was nice to see that at a young age I was only 14 at the time I think so that was really Mm -hmm. nice is it kind of cool now because like you know you're obviously a role model as well for like some you know like young girls you know you probably don't want to even like think about it like just in case but you know like other girls who are like aspiring to be a swimmer you know going going to America like yourself and Ellen you know like is it kind of cool that you're laying some of the blocks for like future swimmers along the way or is it just something you don't think about because it's probably just too much sometimes (laughs) it's kind of strange like I do I get letters from like some kids and they'll you know they'll tell me like that I'm their role model and they look up to me and it's so nice to hear and I will never get sick of hearing it but it's also like I read it and I'm like but why like it's strange (laughs) because I don't think of myself as someone that that is going to be looked up to I just feel like a normal person I guess so it in in a way it's kind of strange but it's really nice that I'm I'm honored that you know I have the ability to somewhat influence some of these little kids and you know hopefully teach them um and you know show them stuff that I've learned along the way and maybe like tell them before you know they make a mistake or you know like sometimes I've learned things the hard way and it would be nice Mm -hmm. to I guess share my story so they don't have to learn it the hard way um, and maybe they have a little bit more knowledge and you know I'm I'm just blessed that I that I do have uh, a little bit of a like fan club it's really nice (laughs) and it's 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 lovely to 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 be in that position 
yeah no that's deadly it's it's really nice to to hear that you um that you get letters and stuff and you should definitely share some of them with us down the line because I know everyone would go nuts to like see them and would like love like it's so great when you hear that like young kids are like looking up to like different athletes and stuff it's so cute but um yeah, yeah I mean we have been chatting for a good while I think it's a it's a really good conversation and people get a few laughs at some of the stories that are in there <laughs> Thanks, Emil, for taking the time to chat to us. No problem. Thanks for having me.